Welcome to Mental Health and You. This podcast brings you the best information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk Foundation Trust. Every fortnight, we will hear from one of our specialist areas, be it school and parent support, the recovery college, well-being or research. everybody we've got a special treat this afternoon here at recovery college because we've been asked to make a podcast so i'm sarah kennard i'm the recovery college tutor for great yarmouth and waveney and with me this afternoon i've got sean and mark so we'll introduce ourselves mark where are you from and where are you at so i'm mark the recovery college locality lead for west norfolk and sean i'm up here to are in ipswich and berry Brilliant. But peer tutor, well, what, what's a peer tutor? Because not everybody might not know what even a peer tutor does. So um, it means I've got lived experience of mental health difficulties. OK, and how do you use that in recovery college then? So I share my experiences just of recovery and just mental health in general, life experiences that I've been through oh great and that helps our students really learn doesn't it when you share your experiences mark how is that different from learned experience then so um so learned experience is about using professional experience or actually experiences that you've learned through doing different training in the classroom but being a staff tutor i also have some lived experience i like to bring to the courses as well and i think that's a really important part of recovery college is actually being able to share our lived and learned experiences regardless of what background we come from because everyone is seen as equal. Oh, I really agree with that and that's one of the beautiful things about Recovery College that we can all share, bring so much to it. I've got a question for you guys though um, because recovery thinking really needs us to think beyond our illnesses, beyond our difficulties. So if you guys, if money and health were no object, what would you be doing with your lives right now? What would you be getting up to? Mark, do you want to tell us? Okay, yeah, so for me, like if um, health and money were no object, I think, oh, I'd just love to um, play more music and perhaps like do some traveling and mm-hmm. like with, with some family and some music, musician friends of mine and take our music um, around, around the world. I think that's what I'd probably do. Wow, that sounds great. How, how about you, Sean? What would you get up to? Um, so if money and health was no object, I think I'd go travelling, definitely, and just experience other cultures and just have fun because a lot with I had a lot of anxiety before about going different places. And um, so, yeah, I think if money and health was no object, I'd definitely like to travel to as many different countries as I could. A lot of people say that in recovery college about traveling, having their independence and also um, working with to see that their families are OK and staying connected to their families. And we think this is a really big part of recovery. It's really important. Uh, but for me, what I would do is um, when I was younger, I, I had a lot of problems with my back. So my mobility was really bad and I got prevented from doing a big walk up a mountain in the Lake District when I was on a geography field trip. And now, if I could, if my health was no object, I would um, get up that mountain. So that would be Hell Bellin. I'd walk up the top of it. 
but the interesting thing is because I've been on a journey with my own um, health and my own mobility and I've um, worked quite hard to um, build that up I'm starting to wonder if that might not be a possibility that I might actually be able to get back there and get well enough and fit enough to do that walk and I kind of think that's a little bit like when we're thinking about recovery because I've still got the back problems that I had and the pain that I had um, that stopped me but I've learned to live along side that and to sort of carry on anyway and I think that understanding of recovery is really important for us in recovery college so Mark when you think about recovery and what it means well, what do you think about well I think for me it's about um, self-discovery it's about learning more about myself actually finding out what I'm able to do building a really meaningful life and just understand that I still might experience symptoms and I still do but it's about actually living past those and finding ways of managing that but having a good life is what comes first. Yeah. That, that sounds like a really good way of thinking about recovery rather than being too clinical and always thinking about um, treatments thinking about you know how, how do I get my life back what about you Sean how do you think about recovery? Um, so I see it as like learning to accept who you are with or without mental health not not thinking about who you used to be or what you used to be able to do but actually like you can still live a meaningful life with um mental health um, difficulties and and actually just being able to like embrace that without because before I used to be quite annoyed and angry at things that I used to be able to do that I, that I couldn't do or can't do now but actually, it's not about going back to how you used to be. Sometimes it's just about embracing who you are now and living a meaningful life with or without symptoms. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm ever so much, and I think it's really interesting because I know, like, in my own recovery journey, like, I've had to learn different ways to have a really good life and to move forwards because I know that if I lived in a way which is in the same as I've done in the past, then really important. It's not about for me regain the life I had before but it's actually finding a life beyond that and a new sense of life thanks for sharing that Sean I think that's really important yeah. I think it's the, that key thing that we're not necessarily talking about being cured being you know leaving all our symptoms behind forever we're talking about you know what's actually going to make my life better how can I achieve the things I want to achieve so those ideas are really good aren't they when it helps us to think about it in that way so this this word recovery, it's a bit slippery, can mean different things to different people. But one thing we do know is that there are certain things that really help to um, help people on their recovery journeys. And Mark, I know because you flashed it at us a little while ago that you've got a little research paper over there that you're quite fond of. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, so um, there has been um, a small paper. Well, actually, it was quite a big paper, really. It looked at uh, originally 5,000 papers, research papers, and it found from those papers and what was actually included in the research that these five recovery processes are so important to recovery. They are connectedness, hope and optimism, identity, meaning and purpose, and empowerment and by having this research that backs it it really gives weight to these recovery aspects which can really help recovery it's not something that was just made up but it's actually something which has been proven with some scientific evidence to actually say this can really help people 
because we know that um, health services or love evidence based stuff, which this is. But more importantly, our students seem to really love these ideas when we teach them in recovery college. And I can remember one of um, the students was so taken with this idea of these chime um, recovery ideas that she actually got a little um, ch a bell to go on her um, little charm bracelet and she would carry that around. And that had great meaning for her because she found these ideas were just so, so helpful. And I know that lo lots of our students think that. Sean, if you like these recovery um, ideas that we've brought to, together in the in the chime processes. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree that they all have a, a impact on recovery. And once you go through them individually, I can see in my life how each area has sort of affected recovery and helped my recovery journey as well. Yeah, I think they really help with them um, building up a life again um, if, if you've lost that because of difficulties around mental health. So these chime ideas, let's have a think about them, shall we? So the first one is connection or connectedness. Um, what does that mean for you, Mark? When you've, you've taught this a lot, you've thought about it within your own life. What do you think about connectedness and how it helps recovery? So um, for me, connectedness, I think the first thing what pops in my head really is actually connecting with other people. Mm. So having that like social aspect. And I think it is so important, like, like more now than it ever has been to actually have those social connections with people that we care about, people that make us feel good about ourselves. But I've also learned that it's not just about connection with people who are in our close um, like family or our close friends actually I've learned that it's the little connections that we have with people that perhaps we don't really know very well actually that contributes to recovery as well so it can be like colleagues in the workplace mm. it can be people in the community like just going for a walk and actually someone saying hello to you can it's, it makes me feel really good actually it makes me feel connected with the outside world really, and that really um, helps with recovery. But I suppose it's not just um, connection with other people, but I suppose being connected with yourself is really important as well. Being connected and understanding the way that you feel, connected with the thoughts that you're having and with what your preferences are for things as well. So yeah, that's what connectedness means to me um sean do you agree with all of that or like do you interpret it slightly differently because all these things do mean something slightly different to different people as well yeah no i agree i think it's really important to have connection with other people and because quite often we can shut ourselves away from others and isolate ourselves and i think in terms of recovery you do need that connection with the outside world even not necessarily with people but just being out going for a walk different things like that um connecting with your environment it really helps i also think it's really important that the connections are two-way because when we're um, stuck in the middle of a mental health problem we can end up feeling like i need to connect to people so they can support me and we sort of forget that actually we're unique individuals with something to offer as well and whilst maybe we can't do all the things that we um, were doing before at the moment we can still contribute in other ways so those connections can be two-way you know i help you sometimes you help me sometimes we connect together and I think that's that's a really important idea to remember as well. So that's connection or connectedness. 
the next idea we want to um, unpick together really is that of um, thinking about identity. I know you might guys, you guys, you might expect us to go on to hope, but I don't know. Sometimes I like to save hope till the the end because I think it's kind of a nice one to finish on. So if we talk about identity next, um, Sean, you mentioned at the beginning, I think, this idea of um, losing yourself a bit or getting disconnected from yourself and thinking about identity and just knowing yourself beyond the illness that you're dealing with how's that helped your recovery yeah I think it's really important to like know yourself and what's important to you like your values and and that sort of thing because I feel like if you don't have a sense of identity then it can make things a lot worse like you feel a lot worse than perhaps you would if you did have a sense of identity like your values what's important to you what matters to you what you want in life if you don't know those sorts of things then I feel like you can struggle a lot more do you find that um you can get really stuck in an identity that's always about illness at certain times in your in your recovery journey for me not necessarily but I do know I have spoken to a lot of other people that have felt that way and when I've delivered courses a lot of the students have felt that way as well mm. um but for me it wasn't necessarily that it was just I always sort of knew who I wanted to be and I really had strong values and then actually one day I just I, I sort of woke up and I didn't want to do any of the things that I used to do and then it was so I felt lost like well who am I now without the things that I enjoy or the things that I liked or you know who I wanted to be the job that I wanted to do who am I and I think it takes a while to accept change because I felt like because I didn't want to do a certain thing anymore that and that was like such a big part of who I was now I didn't know who I was mm. but after um like coming to the recovery college and working at the recovery college I found a new sense of identity Mark, did you have you noticed this with students, like getting stuck in an identity that's always about illness and only about illness? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I've seen it in um, students. I think especially like sometimes when people are given a diagnosis, and that can be really quite um, difficult for people to be able to understand the diagnosis, but uh, to actually receive a diagnosis, people feel that that can just consume their whole identity because it's saying to them they're saying well actually I think I've got a diagnosis this means that something is not right something's wrong but then they do learn so that eventually like some people say the recovery course can really help that they learn to live with a diagnosis and then they realize that it's not actually their whole identity but all these other things what make up who they are is much more important so thinking about so what are their like different hobbies what what does make them like the character traits and the character strengths as well think about actually what makes that person up as a whole person including things such as so like um like their gender or like um like what their relationships between people like being like a like could be being like a sibling of someone that sort of thing they actually learned that it's a diagnosis doesn't take over your life but it can be really dis um really disempowering sometimes to be given a diagnosis I know it's quite a big subject to to think about but it can be really difficult for people to overcome that but they do with building their identity and like the recovery college really helps with this and I think especially some of our courses 
So it's really great when you see people starting to live beyond their diagnosis and realise that there's more to them than the kind of labels that they've been given. I remember very early on in our recovery college um, journey when we just developed this idea of thinking about how to think about identity and somebody came back into the classroom and she said, you know, I had a terrible time this weekend. Um, I had a really big loss in the family and I didn't know how I'd manage with it. And then I thought to myself, I thought back to the identity flower we'd looked at it in recovery college. Um, and I thought, no, I, I'm a daughter. I'm going to be a strong daughter for my mum to support her through this. And that was really the first time that I realised how important this idea was about connecting to parts of your identity that were more than illness. And since that time, we've really managed to give lots of people the opportunities to think about that in Recovery College, haven't we? So our next um, recovery principle that we might think about is meaning. But that's just a huge question. What's the meaning of life? How do we get more meaning and purpose into our life? Um, so how do we even start to think about that? Because when you're in the middle of a recovery um, or you're in the middle of a mental health problem, it can feel completely overwhelming. Life can feel a bit meaningless. So how do you even start to unpick that one? Um, Sean, can you remember how you started to think about how do I bring more meaning into my life? I think it's just about like the basic things. So it doesn't have to be anything big or, you know, just going back to basic, like actually getting up, washing your face, brushing your teeth, having a shower, literally just the basic things that sometimes when people become unwell, um, that they don't have the energy to do or you know some people struggle to get out of bed and they really just don't want to get out of bed and can't get out of bed so things like you know waking up and having a shower that can become really very difficult so I think just going back to basics and finding meaning in the little things like okay having a shower you're going to feel refreshed and you know it's going to wake you up a little bit and so for me, definitely just little basic things like that, like getting up, having a shower, having a cup of tea, you know, even if you can't get out of the house, going in the garden for five minutes, stuff like that. Just find a meaning in the small things that we often take for granted. I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from there. And I, I often wonder about it's doing those things, getting those basics right is such a struggle at certain times in your life. But if you can understand the meaning behind them, the reason why you want to do them. So getting up out of bed is really, really hard. So why should I do that? Well, the meaning in that might be, well, actually, I want I do want to be there for my family um, or I have got a, a job that I want to be able to get up and go to or I'm volunteering So connect to those values that are behind the, the thing that you want to do that can actually help you to push through and do those difficult things when every fibre of your being is screaming not to. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? Does that ring true for you? Yeah, I think so. I think it's about working out what is really important to you. And like you say, Sarah, it's linking it to the core values of what is behind that. I know like in, like in my own um, like experiences for me, like finding meaning in my life, like family has always been important and, or like friends and like close relationships. I know that's um, that is that is to do with um, connections but like all these things are related to each other and they're supposed to be as well that's what the the research um, suggests but I think what really helped me get out of a difficult time was actually thinking well it was trying I think I tried so many different things to see if I like exploring what would give me meaning or the things that I would enjoy 
but reconnecting with my music and being able to write music mm. and be able to perform, to perform music. Like I performed at um, various like um, charity events. Like that really gave me so much meaning. I think in terms of like my own personal recovery journey, like it just it was such a turning point for me. I think it also opened up um, friendships and connections with other people. It linked to some of those other things like that identity. It's like we well, yeah, I am a musician. I haven't lost that ability to be a musician, but the meaning it gave me. It meant that I was able to then start to think about looking for opportunities and it was just all coming from that meaning that that music is a way, I suppose the core value there is not not just the music, but being able to express myself, being able to be really creative and doing something that others would be able to hopefully get some enjoyment from. But I suppose it was linking to those core values, what you were describing just there, Sarah. People often say that the meaning can be connected to um, giving back to other people or doing something that somebody else will get some enjoyment or pleasure or benefit from. And that can give us a sense of meaning and, and purpose within our own lives. So, so the next idea that we want to talk about is empowerment. And it's a, it's a slightly odd word, although we have we do hear it more and more these days, people being empowered. But, but what do you think that means, Mark, empowerment? So for me, yeah, it's a really difficult word to actually explain. But for me, like empowerment has got the word power in it. And I think Mm -hmm. that is the most important part of the word empowerment. It means having a set to me. It means having like a sense of personal power. And like we can think about empowerment of really splitting it into five different areas. So like you can think about it as being like personal growth. Right, having choice and control over our life and like the choices of what happens in it. I suppose, I suppose like power, we've already said, it's like similar to like, I can actually do this. And also being able to have the power to actually set our own goals, which are really going to help us in recovery and really going to help us move forward. And that's what I would say empowerment means if I was to actually give like a quite a detailed definition of it but I think it means different things to different people and how that helps in recovery it's also different as well so Sarah I don't know about you and your own journey how about would you say empowerment how's that linked in with yours well I had to really um take control back of my situation with my mobility and decide that I was going to set myself um very small goals with increasing my distance that I could walk um, even though I was still getting pain and just deciding that actually no I I can choose this this is my choice um, and it's not going to harm me I can still live alongside this so I had to really make those choices for myself and decide to do it myself because no one else could tell me to do it because just feels impossible when someone else tells you to do it but when you decide to do something for yourself and you set yourself really small goals and build up, then it somehow becomes more possible over time. So I think that was really important for me, taking control back over my own health and deciding things for myself, rather than just letting um, being buffeted along really by the way that my own body was treating me. Fantastic, thanks Sarah. Thank you for um, for sharing that. I think it's really helpful. So that's empowerment, really interesting idea. Um, 
we can explore that a lot more within recovery college courses um, and, and we do we talk about that a lot we'll, we'll finish by perhaps thinking about hope then the, the last of these recovery ideas and i like to leave hope until the end because it's a really important idea but it's quite a difficult one um, because sometimes we're in the middle of a mental health problem it can feel like there is no hope and we can get quite stuck feeling hopeless it's really tough isn't it when you're feeling feeling that way so sort of reclaiming a bit of hope can be a really important part on a recovery journey and it's really helpful if we figure out for ourselves what keeps us hopeful what helps us to do that so mark what what helps helps you keep you hopeful during dark times there's some key things that i remind myself that i'm really grateful for that well actually that is really hope inspiring such as I know I've got a really good like family around me I don't have very much around me I don't have um, a big friendship group but I know that the people who are around me really do care for me and that keeps me hopeful to know that I've got that support around me I know it's very difficult that not everyone has that support but I think there's certain things what can keep people going but I suppose also knowing that we all have, I think, haven't we? We've all been through times when we've might have experienced loss, with that we've experienced times which have been a lot more challenging than we're going through. So I know if, if I've been through some really difficult times before and I've worked through those, then I feel more hopeful that I would be able to get through other times because I've built up resilience. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one because I think with hope, it's not something you can give to somebody hope. You kind of have to be able to grow this yourself. And sometimes we say that our people who support us, they can be custodians of hope and they can hold hope for us when we may not hold hope for like in ourselves. But I think we have um, it's something that we can grow. And I think it's linked to the other things as well. If we're feeling connected, if we're feeling empowered, if we're feeling meaning, of sense of meaning in our life and our identity is being developed then we can feel more hopeful along the way i like that idea of the custodian of hope that people around us who are being optimistic for us and that's where professionals and carers can really help isn't it by having a, a, an optimistic attitude of a, i you know I, I think you can do it i've got confidence in you that can really be helpful um, Sean, what's helped you cling on to hope during that or become more hopeful, perhaps? For me, definitely, I would say uh, God, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a Christian. Obviously, it would be different for everybody and everybody mm-hmm. is different. Um, but I did experience a different type of hope when I became a Christian mm-hmm. and something sort of a reason to be hopeful. Yeah. Um, and then also I do have you said mark about like having gratitude um i do have a gratitude journal as well and you can write sort of like three things down a day what you're what you're grateful for and then like things that could improve your day how your day could become better and i think just by thinking about the small things like you know what you're grateful for and like tomorrow what you hope would happen like you know just by thinking about those small things it can give you hope like well today you know things might not have gone well but tomorrow is a new day and things can go better they're they're lovely ways of holding on to hope a lot of people like gratitude journals uh, and a lot of people find that their faith whatever that may be is a really important part of their recovery journey 
Okay, so those are really important recovery ideas, and I hope that they've um, whetted your appetite for exploring more about recovery and learning more about yourself and that you'll come to Recovery College and um, do some of that learning with us. So the CHIME recovery processes, they spell out this beautiful word CHIME, and of course they are, just to run those through once again for you, are connection or connectedness, hope, and being optimistic about our recovery, identity, building a sense of identity beyond illness, meaning, finding meaning and purpose in life, and of course, empowerment, taking control of your own recovery journey. We'd love to see more of you in Recovery College. You can find our Recovery College website by um, putting NSFT Recovery College into any search engine and that will bring you to our website where you can find our Recovery College timetable, our prospectus and lots of other resources that we've created for you to explore online and offline. So thank you all for listening and Mark, any parting words for you? Yeah, so yeah, I just hope that everybody really enjoyed today. And just to, if you could just try out one of those trying aspects in your life to see if that'll help you in your recovery. Even if you could just connect in a different way, it'd be something which I think would be really important. But thank you for listening to us. And Sean? Yeah, just thank you guys for listening and hopefully meet some of you on some courses. listening please do subscribe it's free and means the podcast will automatically download every fortnight do rate and review the podcast and follow our social media accounts they're all in the show notes and more than anything look after yourself